At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. It is December 26th, the morning after Christmas. Hope you've all been having a great holiday stretch at home with the loved ones and also enjoying the sports betting that's been on the docket today. It's college football after a really fun NFL Week 16 wraps up. We turn our attention. For the next two days, it's basically all CFB that we'll be focusing on at least on this podcast feed. Three bowl games for you today as you hopefully sleep off the food coma, food hangover, whatever you've got going on, and then four games tomorrow into your Wednesday over the next two days. We'll break down all seven games, tell you where the lines are moving, how everything has been shaped up, who is in, who is out, and our best bets, our recommendations for how you want to attack things if you've not yet made a bet. I'm Ben Wilson. Let's start on the Tuesday slate, 2 p.m. Eastern time in Detroit, Michigan, it's the Quick Lane Bowl, 7-5 and five Bowling Green against the only five-win team in bowl season at 5-7. and seven. That is Minnesota, little Mac versus Big Ten matchup. We'll start with all these talking about who is not going to be on the field. The big one is the quarterback for Minnesota. Ethan Caliagmanis is an opt-out for this game. And third-string quarterback Cole Kramer is the one getting the start. Only 14 pass attempts in his career, but Kramer will be getting the start for Minnesota and head coach P.J. Fleck. While Bowling Green is at, without running back Teron Keith, led the team in receptions, actually, despite being a top running back, as well as top corner Jalen Husky. Those are the two big absences for Bowling Green. This opened Minnesota minus six. It's been a big move to the underdog in Bowling Green, partially because of the opt-out of Cali McManus. We got as low as three before some buyback coming on Minnesota. The whole market right now since Minnesota minus three and a half. Interestingly, and admittedly, and I am a little bit surprisingly, Total's been bet over. 37 and a half. The opener is now out to 40. I uh, certainly agree with the move to the underdog. Disagree with the move to the over. Here's why, starting with the dog. You have a team in Bowling Green finish the year really well. Six and two down the stretch, looking for their first bowl win since 2014. We'll have a ton of motivation against a Minnesota team that quite literally limps into this bowl game. Four straight losses in a five and seven season. So already you, you have a motivational edge on Bowling Green, but here's really where I see Bowling Green having the edge in the X's and O department. A top 50 rush defense team on the season are the Bowling Green Falcons. Now you get a Minnesota team that was so anemic on offense all year, going with a third string quarterback who's only thrown 14 passes in his entire gopher career, 120th this year in yards per game. You combine that with two teams who play super slow tempos, Minnesota 106th, in plays per game out of the 133 teams in FBS. Bowling Green's actually even slower, 125 plays a game 
So possessions will already be at a premium. Points figure to be at a premium with a bad offense in Minnesota going up against a really good run-stopping defensive unit in BG. That leads me to take the points. Now, if you miss six and you miss five and a half and you miss five, uh, and you're not necessarily wanting to go out and grab the three and a half. I don't blame you. I'm not someone who looks to chase points either, especially with how so many of these bowl games, you see the number just uh, quickly go away from that opening number and you can lose a lot of that implied value. So if you were making me play a side, it would be Bowling Green plus three and a half. I understand if you don't want to do that since you missed out on the six. And if you don't, if you want a different bet here, my favorite bet I'd look at kind of in an alternative market would be Minnesota team total under 21 and a half on the Golden Gophers. Along with that, I would still go under, even though this, and then we did see some underplay coming at 40. So majority of the market down to 39 and a half, 40 seemed to be the resistance point, but I'd still look to the under where you have the two slow tempo teams and the best edge in this game. It is what Bowling Green can do on run defense. I wouldn't be shocked if Bowling Green wins the game outright as a dog. If you are going to play Bowling Green on the spread, if you take the three and a half, I think a good strategy in general, if you like underdogs in bowl season, there tends to be a lot more variance in these games than your standard regular season matchup. So maybe go a half unit on the three and a half, take a sprinkle on the money line as well, getting a plus price there, a half unit as well. Or if you'd rather rather diversify it, like three quarters of a unit on the spread, a quarter of a unit on the money line, whatever you're most comfortable with, I'd certainly recommend that kind of unique bowl strategy one I would be following. Let's go to game number two, 530 Eastern in Dallas, Texas. The first responder bowl, seven and five, Texas State, the Bobcats in their first ever bowl game at the D1 level against six and six Rice, who rallied, went two and one down the stretch behind a backup quarterback, A.J. Padgett, just to get bowl eligible. What's nice about this game is you really don't have any significant opt-outs for either team. The only absence is the Rice starting quarterback, J.T. Daniels, who medically retired, but he's been out now for a few games. And you look at different power ratings and uh, talk to college football personnel experts, and they'll tell you it's not really all that much of a drop-off from Daniels to A.J. Padgett, the backup, who was good. Seven touchdowns, three picks in four games, 64% on the completion percentage for Padgett. Like I mentioned, team went 2-1 and one with him starting the last three games. This is Rice looking for their first bowl win since 2014. So motivations figure to be really high on both sides. I, I like whenever you can... I try to handicap a game where there's not a ton of opt-outs and the motivations are pretty equal. Line open, Texas State minus four. Early money was on the Bobcats as high as six. Ever since then, though, within the last few days, it's been all money back on the Rice Owls, down to four and a half market-wide. A little bit of under money coming in, but not all that significant from 60 and a half down to 59 and a half. You could not have more polar opposite teams squaring off against each other, even though it is two teams from the state of Texas playing in the state of Texas and Dallas. Texas State, brilliant on offense, super explosive and up-tempo. Seventh in pace on the season, average over 32 points a game, while Rice is built in a slow-tempo fashion and much better on the defensive end. Rice 104th in pace this year, and while they were just 70th in yards per play allowed on D, got a ton better down those final three games of the year, allowing just 4.7 yards per play over the final three. So I would really feel like these sides and totals are correlated here. If you like Texas State, you think they control tempo, they're going fast, moving the ball quick, a lot of possessions, and this likely goes over that 59.5 total. Conversely, if you like Rice catching the points, a lot of those opposite principles here definitely apply, and you're looking at it under where Rice is able to slow the game down, be very 
not very modest in the way they matriculate down the field are able to limit Texas State, kind of get them and keep them off, te- off uh, you know, out, out of their traditional setup, which is to go fast, up-tempo, uh, high, high pace as well, and get a lot of explosives out there. If Rice is able to neutralize that, then you really like the chances of this game staying under. It's hard for me to handicap because of the high variance and, and the, you know, the really dual polar opposite nature of these two teams. I lean Rice simply because of the, the latest stretch here, two and one over the last three. They found something with the backup in A.J. Padgett. And Texas State defensively has been really, really bad. That offense can certainly make up for it with the high explosives, but Texas State is 79th in yards for play allowed, but give up because of the pace and how many possessions you get in games. Texas State gives up a ton of points, 114th in points per game allowed this season. So if you're making me pick between which of these two win out in a, a big contrast to styles, I would take the Rice Owls at plus four and a half. It's just a lean, wouldn't make this an official play, but also keep keep following the market here because we've had a real pinball uh, on the side, especially since this game opened. And even uh, even on game days, we've woken up and there's been massive moves as well, one way or the other. So keep that in mind as well. These lines are obviously subject to change uh, as we record here, getting you set for a Tuesday of College Bowl action. Let's go to one more, Kansas and UNLV, 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. 8-4 Kansas against 9-4 UNLV. UNLV played the one extra game. They were runners-up Mountain West championship game losers to Boise State, but still a really impressive year. Best cover team in all of college football. Your first-year head coach, Barry Odom, who worked wonders in his first season in Sin City. Kansas still getting the money here from 11-point favorites out to 13. Total, big bet up to the over by the betting market. 64.5 on the opener. We're up to 67.5 overall. If you're wondering why, well, each team averages over 415 yards per game. That's top 40 in the country. And the defenses are not good. Kansas 70th in yards per play allowed on the defensive side. UNLV outside the top 90. And also we're just gashed on the ground the last three games of the year. Second worst rush defense in the country over the final three games of the season, allowing over 292 rush yards a contest. So that's why the total's so high. But some, cons- some significant injuries that you should be aware of. For Kansas, let's start with just general coaching personnel. Offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki is gone. He left to take a position at Penn State, was really good uh, in that role as OC at KU with some great offensive numbers this year in the Big 12. So he's gone, and KU's also got a bit of a skeleton crew on the offensive line. Two starting offensive linemen are banged up. Big question marks as to whether they'll even suit up with a third already opting out. So really good chance you're down to two starting offensive linemen out of the five for Kansas going into this game. While for UNLV, there are some question marks about the defense and personnel with safety Cameron Jenkins an opt-out and Jet Elad questionable, did not play in the Mountain West title game. He's another safety as well in that secondary. Who is in, though, for UNLV, and this does matter based on early rumors, is the quarterback, Jordan Mayaba, was originally rumored to be going into the transfer portal. There were unsubstantiated reports of that. Turned out those were false, and so Mayaba is in for this game. As much as Kansas is clearly the better team, you play in the Power 5 Conference, put up great offensive numbers this year against a UNLV defense that has really leaked oil from the start, but has made up for it with really good coaching, in-game decisions, and adjustments by Barry Odom, and a really good offense led by Mayaba, who's a true dual-threat guy. Uh, you understand why Kansas is a double-digit favorite. I, I'm just a little bit tepid on backing a team without a really good OC and without three of its five starting offensive linemen in KU. 
Same reason why I'm tepid about betting and over blindly, even though it just looks too easy on paper. It looks like the obvious play here to go over on that 67 and a half. So I can't get there on either of those. I can't lay the points with KU. Can't go over, even though the betting market has made that initial move. I think there's being a little bit, a little bit to overlook here as far as the impact that that OC loss will have for KU, as well as the losses of those starting offensive linemen. As it stands right now, three of the five set to miss in that normal starting offensive line. Because of that, I certainly see it taking time for KU to get a flow, a rhythm into this game, working through some of those, you know, those new patches and uh, you know, the the different personnel it'll be in on the offensive end. So my best play on this game, I would look at UNLV in the first half. You can get plus seven. I'm not sure how this will hold up with the lack of personnel for UNLV full game against KU, but you know UNLV will be very fired up, ready to go. Usually see that good effort, especially early out of the group of five team taking on a power five Mountain West here versus Big 12. So UNLV first half plus seven is the play. We will come back tomorrow. We've got four college football games for you on the Wednesday slate. Excited to dive into those as well. Hope you have a great rest of your 26th here on this Tuesday. Enjoy all the college football action. Maybe get you know, get outside at some point in between these games. You know, make sure you get, get a little workout in, get after, uh, after all the food that was consumed, I, I hope at least on uh, Christmas Day. Uh, We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Best of luck with all the plays. Again, our best bets for this one. Minnesota team total under 21 and a half. And UNLV first half plus seven. Also lean Bowling Green plus three and a half. Under 40 in BG Minnesota. And Rice plus four and a half. We'll see you tomorrow here on VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.